Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, welcome in here on this Thursday morning here on KMBZ. Uh, we're going to get straight to it. Uh, we have been listening to this news conference out of Maine. Uh, I believe they're going to start getting to the Q&A here in a second. They're doing it right now, as a matter of fact. Mike Sauschuk, who we heard just a little bit ago, is now directing the question answers so much to talk about that but the other thing here is there are reports that this individual had mental health issues that he made threats to shoot up uh, the national guard so clearly there were some signs here that he was on someone's radar the question becomes why was he in possession of this weapon uh, and, and certainly why wasn't he stopped uh, yeah i think those are all valid questions and certainly questions that we are looking into now uh, but not questions that we can answer uh, today. Uh, considering that this occurred last night, uh, there's still an active search for the suspect in question. Uh, so I appreciate those questions, but uh, not something we're going to be able to answer right now. Is it something that you're investigating? It is certainly uh, one of those things that we want to follow up on, all why, aspects of that. Go ahead right here. Yes. I'm not sure we have that information with us today. Uh, we wanted to break it down uh, by gender uh, because that's something we had readily available. Uh, we did not break this down into age ranges uh, at all. So what can you tell yes. us, what can you tell us about the background of the suspect in this case, or I should say the person of interest, because I noticed the language is very clear. You're saying person of interest, not suspect. So why use that terminology and what can you tell us about his background? Yeah, I think we used person of interest last night uh, for half of the room that was here for that press event. Uh, as the colonel had mentioned, there is now arrest warrants for murder uh, for this particular individual, Mr. Card. Uh, so he is viewed as a suspect, and there is a full court press by all of our partners uh, to bring him into custody. What was the second piece of that question? What can you tell us about his background? Shabot, uh, Shabot had asked a second ago about the idea that you know, he had voice concerns about his own mental health, right? Mm -hmm. Had been committed, according to language in the police bulletin, to a mental health facility for weeks. How could someone that fits that profile still be in possession of semi-automatic weapons? Well, I do think that the statutes around firearms and the possession of those are pretty complex. I know that we'll, we will be reviewing that information as we move forward, but that's not an answer that we're prepared to give today. Because that leads to motive. You're talking about behavioral health issues and how that impacts this situation. Uh, I would expect you'll hear back from us on that uh, in the future. Right here, sir. Yeah, I, I've got a question about we've seen helicopters as far north as Monmouth. Uh, Can you tell us anything? Yeah, sure. So we have law enforcement assets that are deployed over a number of communities doing follow-ups on a number of different things. 
so as you can imagine, uh, there's a great deal of search warrants that we're following up on. We do have partners, that helicopter's from the New Hampshire State Police. That copter was here last night to assist us as well. Uh, so whether we have tactical elements out or we're searching an area, some of those uh, air assets would be very, very valuable for Is us. So that's what they're doing. We're not going to speak to what brings us to a sp uh, specific community one way or the other. Yes, ma'am. Right here. Identifying the unidentified victims. Um, what are people encouraged to do? Is there DNA being, you know, tested for identification? Are there family members who may have missing loved ones? Like, what is that? What's that approach right now? Yeah, so we did have a, a family uh, a reunification center open last night. We do have behavioral health uh, liaisons that are fully engaged to work with families and work with loved ones. Uh, and work with victims, for that matter, that may be in the hospital and, and uh, seeking treatment. So those things are actively occurring. We are dealing with each one of those situations separately. So do we need DNA on that? Are we just waiting to, to find uh, a loved one, uh, some kind of family member that we can make a notification? I think that varies across the board. I'm going to take two more questions. I'm going to take two more right here. I think we're always uh, concerned around motive. That you say triggering event, that's a motive for us. Uh, again, that's not something we're prepared to discuss uh, today, but I do appreciate the question. It's clearly something that's important. One, one additional follow-up from you. I think that does speak to motive, so I appreciate the follow-up, but not something we're going to be prepared to answer today. I'm going to have one more question right here, sir. Right here. Well, we're actively searching for them. If I, if I knew the answers to those questions, and uh, this would be a different press conference, I would uh, assume. So uh, we don't know his location, uh, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, and we are working with the Attorney General's office reference to those. Emergencies. So so with that in mind, um, we're, we're done taking questions for now. So we are going to actually take off at this point. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate that. Okay. So that was the uh, news conference that had been started with the governor of Maine, Janet Mills, um, about half an hour ago is how long this went. I was just waiting to hear if they were going to announce when they were going to do another news conference. They did not. So we'll wait and see exactly what they say. Um, so a lot came out of that. We'll recap for those of you that missed it. But I got to tell you, John, the first thing, and I think I even said this to you last night when I when I first saw this on my way home, I th my first thought was Maine. Yeah. And my second thought was bowling alley. Right. A bowling alley and a, uh, a bar that's kind of a billiards bar that, uh, that that were targeted in this event. And it just, I mean, like every one of these events, we hear the same things over and over again. We never thought it would happen here. It does This kind right. of thing doesn't happen in a place like this. And I, I think what we've gotten used to over time is that there is no such thing as a place where this doesn't happen. Um, we saw that again last night. And it, it, they're uh, trying to piece together. And you heard, I mean, understand. And if you're listening to this uh, that press conference and you're getting frustrated by the fact that they keep saying the same thing, they keep saying, well, we're not prepared to talk about that yet. We're as frustrated as you are. Uh, we, yeah. we would love to have answers as much as anybody would as to what we know. And it seems like all, with all the digging that's been done and all the rumor mongering, and there's been plenty of it over the last 15, 16 hours about who he is, about what his background is, about what we know about him. Uh, they just don't seem prepared to answer anything directly. And it seems like it may very well be that way until they catch him. I forgive a little bit of that um, in part because you want families to find out first. Definitely. Oh, and yeah. that takes time. And I, and I forgive that. I also, um, 
it, listen, if if holding back a little bit on information helps them catch him today instead of in a week, I forgive that too. Definitely. And and that's one of the things that may explain a little bit of that is that there may be a thought among law enforcement at this point that they don't want him to know what they know about him. That if he's, you know, if, if he's headed somewhere, uh, if there is something in his background that would indicate where he might be going next and they know that, they're not going to want him to know that because they want to be able to catch him when he heads there, if, if indeed they're right about that kind of thing. Um, I just want to talk about geography for one second, and then we'll detail uh, some of the updates that we got out of this. And I mean, this is the story of the day. If you have thoughts here, 913-586-6798. I think between John and I, we both have a list of details that we have heard about him and about his alleged military, although I think the army confirmed some of that. So we, we have some confirmed details about his background that I think are worth talking about, um, in part because every time we have a shooting like this, I have this catalog in my head, comparing it and, and different parts of this to every other shooting we've had. It's rare that we know this much about somebody's background already and somebody's military history getting us here. But geography for one second, they did not say this out loud, but part of my concern would be the how easy it would be. I'm trying to look at what, how many miles is it? Is it maybe 60 miles to get from Lewiston to the Canadian border? Uh, 75 maybe? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. It's about 45 miles from there to Portland. So if you go, yeah, in the other direction, uh, boy, it's a little hard to, yeah, maybe, I'm looking I, at the map. maybe I mean, 150. I don't think it's that far. I, I, um, maybe via like major highways but I'm just looking at the little 20 mile guide in the corner of my computer. And I think you could get to the Canadian state line or Canadian country line in an hour and a half. I mean, it looks to be like 60 or 70 miles, maybe a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. So it, it would be a concern to me that how quickly can he get to Montreal or Quebec city or, you know, some of the major ways to get up there. And then you have a harder time finding him. Um, there also were concerns that he had connection in Massachusetts. You're just in a part of the country where it's easy to hide. You don't have major cities. There's a lot of woodland area there. There's a lot of water there. It would be very easy to escape and, and hide somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, the details, as you said, unfortunately, they've confirmed very little. In fact, we didn't even have a confirmed death count until just a few minutes ago when the governor of Maine, uh, Janet Mills, came out and said it was, in fact, 18 dead. We had heard numbers anywhere from 16 to 22, and that had been going on all night long. Um and it's just it's hard to get a grip on what's real and what's fake. And f let me give an example of this, because, uh, again, without going into uh, exactly what we know, which unfortunately at this point is very little, at least as far as what's confirmed. One of the first things that started to go around last night, as soon as his name was out in public, of course, every Internet sleuth in the world started Googling everything they could about his name. Well, the unfortunate part about that is that Robert Card is not that uncommon a name. It's, right. it's not terribly common, but it's not terribly uncommon either. So uh, one of the first things that came up, and again, this is not confirmed. In fact, there's very little reason to believe it at this point, is that he was on the main sex offender registry. It was the first thing that came up when I Googled it. That rumor came, right. And that came yeah. out very early. That has not been confirmed by anybody. But here's the result of that. As a result of that rumor starting, you know, hitting the ground very early on in this, the main state sex offender registry online is offline and has been now for almost a day. Yeah, I couldn't even 
because I mean, I'm from more of a journalist perspective and having a more critical eye of the information I see, I was going to click on it too and look at it. I couldn't even get to the site. And that was at nine o'clock last night. And you still can't. I just checked again and and there's no way it's, it's just, it crashed. It's almost like a, uh, what they call a DDOS or a directed denial of service attack. Only it's not hackers. It's just people who want the information and it's so overwhelmed with requests that it just shut down. Um, okay. So here's some of what we do know based on what, police said and what we learned in this news conference um it did happen first at a bowling alley uh there was a children's bowling league that was taking place at the time and then as john mentioned it went to a nearby bar and grill after that uh we have they have found the subaru believed to be his the empty car that was found in lisbon and none of these these are all small towns within a few miles of lewiston there so they found that um, they expect he's been, uh, there was an arrest warrant issued for eight counts of murder. It's because eight of the 18 victims have been identified. They expect that to go up to the 18 once they get the other 10 officially identified. And you heard them say just a little bit ago that they can't even give ages out at this point because they just don't know. Um, it sounds like, I mean, it was a bar in a bowling alley. So take from that what you will. You could easily have people ranging in age from childhood all the way up to as old as you can get. So with that many victims, with that many people involved, the only thing they were prepared to say was how many men and how many women. Correct. Um, so I'm just going through and, and we can be a little judicious about the details that we pass along. Also, um, the Army did confirm that he has been a reservist since 2022, December of last year. Uh, Sergeant First Class was his most recent rank. His job most recently was as a petroleum supply specialist. Um, and there were reports that he lost his job recently. Um, approximately 20 years of military service is what we know and was working at a recycling center that was the job that he lost uh over the past fairly you know recent past 913-586-7798 we can take a break i don't what questions you have what thoughts you have when you hear about this again it it hit me that it was a bowling alley it hit me i said the only two things i know about lewiston maine i knew where it was on a map i've mm-hmm. spent quite a bit of time up on the coast up there so i knew where it was um and there are a couple of of actors that i know that are from there weirdly that that came to mind but really this is not a town that anybody knows where it is no it, uh, yeah it's uh, uh kind of near the coast but not right at it and 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 it's not really near any big cities as you mentioned a little while ago so yeah it's 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 a small place and it's a small place even lisbon where that was the one other detail that came out during the overnight hours is that the car that was pictured in several of the uh, surveillance videos outside, you know, places. The the one picture that was circulated of the car very early on was a white Subaru, if memory serves correctly. That that car had been located in the town of Lisbon, which is not terribly far away from Lewiston. If you travel southeast from Lewiston, you get to Lisbon in maybe 10, 15 minutes. And it, it, Lisbon is a very, very small town. The one thing it does have is a boat ramp. And that car was found next to the boat ramp. Curiously, as you mentioned this morning, the the river that flows down from there flows south uh, and southeast toward toward the ocean. But where they were conducting a lot of the searching is going on north. You even heard a town, and I thought he had said Pont Neuf. 
I can't find that in Maine. Uh, the only one that I know of is in Paris, and that doesn't help. But uh, there was a town that was mentioned by one of the reporters saying, we've seen helicopters as far north as here, which seems to indicate that they're looking in the other direction, which may mean that they don't think that he got away by boat. All right, we need to get to a break. Uh, phone lines are ringing. Feel free to get in here. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ. The confirmed number now, at least 18, pe- 18 people are dead uh, after shootings at a bowling alley and a bar in Lewiston, Maine. It's about 36,000 people up on the interstate inland, a little bit from the coastline there. Uh, so 18 people are dead. 13 others are injured. The search is on for who is now officially a suspect, a man by the name of Robert Card, 40 years old, with a confirmed history of military service. Yeah, and uh, whatever else that you may have heard about his background, again, law enforcement just are not confirming any of that at this point. And they have their reasons. They're not letting us in on a lot of them. You heard many of the terse responses that came from the director of public safety, uh, Mike Sauschuk, just a little while ago. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure that that's directed. I'm sure that you know, in talks with the governor and talks with him, because that's his boss, and with everyone else who's involved in this investigation, there's plenty that they're keeping quiet right now. But it doesn't help us much in trying to put together and piece together and try to understand, and there just may be no understanding, what happened last night uh, and what may have led to all of this. What seems to be a lot of the the, uh, questioning coming from the press has to do with the fact that, again, reportedly you've heard that uh, he spent a couple of weeks uh, in mental health treatment fairly recently. So there are questions about that and why he was still in possession of enough firepower to do the damage that he did last night following that uh, and following other things that may have been in his record. But again, without confirming any of those things, it's it's difficult for them to answer those questions. We'll go to your calls here in a second. Um, predictably, two lines of conversation are going to happen and we can have both. But predictably, there is the immediate run to we need to talk about mental health. And we do. Regardless of this shooting, we need to be talking about mental health. There's also um, AR-15 style seems to be what he was using. Uh, We also need to have the conversation about that gun. We also need to have the conversation about, yet again, this being a middle-aged white guy. Yeah. Well, and not to editorialize too much on this, although I'm going to anyway, uh, you know, both of those arguments have become deflectors. Because mm-hmm. when you start the argument about uh, or the discussion about guns and about what can be done to keep this kind of military grade firepower out of the hands of somebody like him, then the, you know, the excuse is, well, it's about mental health. Well, the one thing you can say for sure is that the same thing that's being done about guns is being done about mental health. Nothing. Yeah. Blather. Talk. Yeah. A lot of hot air. And nobody seems to have a plan to do anything about anything. 913-586-7798. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Eric's hanging on in Raymore. Hello, Eric. Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing? Hanging in there. What's going on with you? Man, I'm so, my heart goes out toward the family and friends of the victims. Um, I'm so sorry this happened up in Maine. It, this is not, you know, it's unacceptable to live in a country where we can't even go to a bowling alley or to a bar or to a restaurant. Yeah. We have to look over our shoulder and see if somebody coming in with a gun. But, you know, um, that's one of the reasons why I became an instructor, because I've seen a need for people to be educated, understand the safety, education, 
and training aspect of firearms, but at the same time, learning how to maybe, when that threat arrives, you can neutralize the threat. And that uh, it's no excuse for it, but we don't live in a utopia. And I'm, really, I'm shocked that someone there present did not have a firearm or a CCW uh, owner of a firearm. I'm just blown away. And then the mental factor, the guy was in the hospital. The guy's a vet. He, had, he heard voices. He stated that he had heard voices, and he wanted to kill large groups of people. I mean, the way we address mental health in this country is we're 36 out of the world. We're pretty horrible. And then, you know, when Reagan released all those people in those state hospitals, we never had an answer for that. You know, a large segment of our homeless people have mental illness. A large segment of people in prisons have mental illness. There's two factors here. I know people are going to go, a lot of people are going to talk about, well, he shouldn't have it done. I, I agree. If you get released from a mental hospital and you're saying that you heard voices, you want to kill large groups of people, maybe the the psychiatrist or the hospital director, whatever the doctors put out to maybe the local police and say, hey, look, you need to go by this guy's house and confiscate his firearm. Yeah, and there are mechanisms. Yeah. There are mechanisms to do that. Eric, thank you very much for the call. Thanks, Unf- Eric. Unfortunately, it just doesn't seem like those mechanisms work terribly well because it's just way too easy. I mean, it's way too easy to get your hands on anything you want. Let me offer this as part of the mental health discussion, because I feel like um, in my own experience, having been through the death of a parent at a young age in which I needed therapy after that to help get through that. And I'm a big proponent of like therapy for maintenance. But one of the first things you have to do is you have to be aware of that in yourself. I mean, I think where that discussion needs to start is knowing for yourself that you have a problem you need to want help and want to get that help. And then it needs to be available to you, but it has to start with you knowing yourself that you need it. And we're working on changing that, um, that being taboo. We're making very, very little progress there. But I think where we start is in talking about that openly so that there's not shame associated that, particularly for men. Yeah, well, I, I mean, Yes, I, I agree with all of that. But again, I, I I get the sneaking suspicion that a lot of this is secondary to the fact that you've got somebody who is actively dangerous. I mean, I think yeah. there's a wide right. gulf in between somebody who needs someone to talk to. And I'm talking about a professional. I'm not dismissing that. I, I know that that kind of mental health problem can be very, very serious. But I think there's a wide gulf between the average guy who or, or the average person who is in need of some kind of therapy or even some kind of medication to keep themselves on balance and somebody who's going to grab a gun and go shoot and kill 18 people he's never met before. Which is why I struggle with this conversation because it's hard to talk to both groups. Yes, we need to be having a mental health conversation and some people, because it also takes away from, to your point, um, when we blame something like this on mental health, it sort of takes away from the people that have mental health issues and aren't prone to violence. You know what I mean? I think we need, you're right. We need to blame it on a guy that committed a ridiculous act of violence. And it doesn't matter what mental health issues were there. You know, it's, it's, it gets confusing. 
Yeah. Right? And, and again, where's the plan from anybody about any aspect of this? Where's the plan? We have callers on hold. Hang with us here. Diane, everybody else will get to your calls next on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. A manhunt is on and shelter in place orders are active now in several cities in Maine because this guy accused of killing 18 people is on the loose. And that I feel like we can't lose that in the middle of this conversation yeah. is that they can't find him yet. I mean, we don't. And, and so you don't know what else he is capable of at this point. No doubt. And by the way, while we're talking about deflection and all of the just the absolute BS that people use so that they don't actually have to talk about the problem in a case like this, uh, let's also talk about the let's bog down in gun minutia. What's an AR style weapon? It's either an AR or it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, doesn't matter. That's crap, okay? It makes absolutely no difference. If you can pick it up and murder 18 people with it in a few minutes... You shouldn't have that. I mean, it's it's just that bloody simple. So all of the, the peripheral arguments about nonsense, I'm so sick of this because what it does is it's a sidetrack so that we don't actually have to talk about what's going on, which is the fact that we have averaged 600 mass murders a year since 2020. 600 a year or more. So let's not talk about that. Let's let's talk about what the difference between guns is. Really? I wouldn't call so sorry. I would also encourage everyone to call. Let's not have the debate on the text line. Yeah. Because uh, again, it's just it's absolute nonsense. And if that's what you want to bog down in, go find a group on the internet and talk to everybody about guns. Let's go to Diane and Leavenworth next. Hi, Diane. Hi guys. I tell you my heart's just sick over this. I've got kids, grandkids, great grandkids. 
and I want to know, and they, you know, they get upset with me because I worry about them when they're going out at night. But I'd like to know what made him snap. I mean, everything's mental health. Everything's, you know, well, what made him snap? What Does he have a family? Does he have children? Did he get pissed off at somebody at work? You know, what? it's not always mental health. It's just sheer inhumane that either they want to be put out there to, you know, to get revenge and make themselves known or, you know, just like with the gun thing. The yeah. guns, kill. No, those big guns don't need to be out on the streets for any reason. England doesn't have them. A lot of countries don't have guns. Why can't we get over this and stop killing our children and, and our family members? Yeah, I... I, I don't know. Um, it, it, Diane, I would, I would love to have an answer to that problem, too. I mean, we've talked about dealing with being told no and, and how many people are flying off the handle for just the most idiotic reasons possible. And when I hear people say, well, you know, people are really the problem. OK, let's take the problem and pour guns all over it then. That's, I'm going to stop you for a solution. second. Sorry, so we can have the staff meeting on the air. There's apparently a hospital now that's having a news conference about the status of patients that are injured there. I just sent you guys the link. If there's any way that I've got the link out of Fox News. Yeah. I don't know if there's any way that we can we can dip into that. I just would rather get our information directly from you know, whoever's what, doing the news conference. What we um, can what we can tell you in the meantime is is Colin's trying to pull that up. Is that uh, the news out of that press conference is that three of the people who are being treated at this one particular hospital are still reported in critical condition. So, uh, you know, again, what that amounts to, I'm sure there are uh, things that they're going to be able to say and things that they're not going to be able to say. But, yeah, uh, CNN is running the press conference live. There are several different news agencies who are doing that, so we'll see if we can pick that up in a minute or two. Um, And I would – I don't know how many big hospitals there are in Lewiston, Maine, um, but – there can't be very many. So this this might be how the day is going to go, quite frankly. There there might be various news conferences like this. And there was also information last night that several of the people that were uh, injured had been transported to hospitals elsewhere. That, that they, I believe Portland was the closest big city, and a, a couple of them yeah. had gone there. We, are we ready, Colin? Uh, okay, uh, let's go ahead and join that press conference live. What was the, what was the, what was if you weren't doing a triage role yourself, for example. We received the patients as they came to us. Uh, we had our normal staffing available last night, and um, as I mentioned uh, when I referenced the ballooning, uh, we had team members, we had approximately 100 team members who were off duty coming into the hospital to help uh, ensure that we were able to care for not only the patients that we received uh, from this uh, horrible scene, uh, but also take care of the patients that we had there. Doctor, from a law enforcement perspective, we're seeing sheriff's deputies and police officers from other jurisdictions come here to help out. Is it similar when it comes to healthcare? Are you seeing doctors and nurses from other towns and areas come by the end? If so, is that something that is helpful and that you would like to see happen? Uh, you know, in, certainly in the short term, there is an outpouring of uh, assistance that's being offered. Um, and you don't know what resources you need or don't need, so it, so it is helpful. We were able to organize those resources um, and use them effectively. Uh, as an example, we had uh, ambulance services um, from from other counties uh, coming on site. At one point, we had approximately 10 ambulance crews uh, standing by outside of our trauma center to ensure that if we had patients who needed to be transferred, they could be transferred. 
Uh, we received uh, nurses and physicians from some of our area hospitals. Um, we had uh, helicopter support, uh, not only from uh, our own uh, life flight of Maine, but also from Austin Med Flight and from Dartmouth. So uh, the answer, short, the long answer uh, to that, or the short answer is yes. And then doctor, what about the lockdown? Obviously there was a large police presence outside of the hospital this morning. How long do you anticipate that to uh, be in effect? And why exactly do you need armed personnel outside of the hospital? So we're taking the lead from uh, law enforcement uh, and they're, they're the ones who are telling us what we need to do and how we need to do it. Um, as long as the city is in, um, uh, what's the term that they use? Uh, shelter in place, uh, as long as we're in shelter in place, then uh, we will continue to remain in our current status. So, this kind of event happens a lot in, in America. A lot of hospitals like yours have to deal with situations like this. Do you have a, a professional opinion about the fact that this is part of what the American medical community regularly has to respond to? It's a good question. Um, I don't know that I have a, a professional opinion about, about having to respond to this. Um, you know, I would just say that it's a tragedy and, um, you know, I, I think we should do our best to respect the families, those people who have been impacted, um, the caregivers. Um, I'll just add one thing, um, just talking about that. We do have an incredible amount of uh, support uh, for um, people who are going through a difficult time right now, uh, mental health issues, uh, any kind of, uh, you know, uh, stress or anxiety from not only the events that have happened, but having to, to witness some of it. Um, and so we're continuing to provide those resources and uh, much to the question asked earlier about uh, other areas and other uh, neighboring uh, towns or communities, um, we've received a lot of support from uh, neighboring towns, communities, and agencies from around the state uh, in order to offer support not only to the patients and families that we have, but also to our team members. Last question. Is there a call to action at all for blood drive? I know people want to know if they can help out. Uh, we, we, for right now, uh, me and I believe the other trauma centers in the state are very adequately supplied with blood and other supplies. Uh, I think the one thing that I would ask uh, for people who are at home right now is uh, if you were in an area where you're being asked to shelter in place, please do so and stay safe. Can we go back to one, one point from early? Can you, the, the amount of time that elapsed from when you first got notified, the first patient arrived, till the last one, and obviously some admitted, some not. Sure, yeah, that time frame was, was approximately 45 minutes. Um, we received 14 patients, critically ill patients at that time, over 45 minutes. So that happened very quickly, and our teams responded exceptionally well. Thank you all. All right, um, I think we need to also make sure we are clear uh, that, I, I saw one report now we're starting to get some of the ages of the um those that were injured or killed this there will be kids here keep in mind there was a children's bowling tournament that was happening at that bowling alley at the time yeah um we're going to be talking about juvenile victims here which again is is just maddening and heartbreaking um I, I, I mean, you get to the point where there, there just aren't enough adjectives. You, you don't even know. There aren't words for something like this. And the fact that, you know, this is one of the things that came out in one of the pressers early on. And it was unfortunately when we were in the top of the hour news mm -hmm. where uh, there was somebody who asked the question about the choice of uh, venue for this, which is a weird thing to say. But the, the mm -hmm. places where this took place. And one of the law enforcement officers made reference to the fact that you walk into a bowling alley, what's everybody doing? 
looking at the other wall. Nobody sees you come in. Oh, my God. You walk in, and everybody's got their back to you. I, I, there are no words. Because that, because if that's the reason you choose that place, Mm -hmm. um, that's not mental health. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insanity. It's not even insanity. What's the word for a total lack of emotion? There's a, there's a psychological term. Yeah. Uh, sociopath. Thank you. It, that is sociopathic. That is, if, if that's your reason where you know kids are going to be there, and if you're from this area, he's from Bowdoin, which is right yeah, right there by right Lewiston. Down the street, yeah. You would know that. Um, if you're in that area, you would know that that's, that's what's happening there, and perhaps you chose it for that reason. Yeah, not to mention the fact that I mean, there, there apparently has been so much planning that went into this. I mean, right down to the fact that they were talking last night about the fact that he was wearing cargo pants because where do you keep extra magazines? You need all the pockets you can get. And that's something that they said as, as somebody who was a firearms trainer and someone who had been trained in the military, that's exactly what he would have been told. So he used the training that he was given to figure out how to how to make the highest number of casualties in the shortest amount of time, not to mention the fact he got away. We don't have him yet. We don't right. even know where he is. We don't have any clue where right. he is. And you heard the director of public safety say during that press conference, uh, you know, somebody asked him, is he still in the state of Maine? And he said, you know, if I knew that, we'd have him. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that kind of planning, it's it's the old, uh, you know, the, there's there's an old joke that where the punchline is, hey, I'm crazy, I'm not stupid. Uh, I think too often we think of somebody who may be in that kind of, of break, in that kind of sociopathic rage, as being unable to think, unable to plan, clearly not, and that makes him more dangerous than we could possibly imagine. And of course, I mean, the, the big worry right now is what's he got left? Right. Yeah. Um, and I just ask, you know, it, it, today's Thursday. So schools are closed and, and I mean, everything is closed today. How long do you, um, do you approach it this way with a lockdown? I know John uh, lockdown just, yeah. and having everybody, everybody out of school. How long do you do that? Having not caught him, how long do you leave that as reality? And if you do, right, if you don't know where he is, if we're talking about a place like Lisbon, a, a small town like Lisbon, where the entire town is on lockdown and people are being told, don't leave your houses. If you don't know that he's there, how long can you leave them in that situation? Let's run to Ashley and KCK real quick and uh, we'll see what's going on in her brain. Hey, Ashley. Hey, guys. Uh, I don't know how long ago this guy was in a facility, but I do know that facilities usually only give you a few months worth of medication. And one thing that happens a lot with people with mental health problems, they'll, it's almost like an antibiotic. They'll start feeling better, so uh, I don't need to take this medication anymore. Or they will finish up the medication that was prescribed to them when they left the facility and then not have a psychiatrist or a doctor to go to to get a refill on that prescription, which, as we know, some of those antidepressants and mental health medications going off of them suddenly can cause mental health breaks. I'm not in any way trying to make an excuse for this man i just know that we all want answers and that may be something that we need to look at i yeah i i couldn't agree with you more well and the other thing is i mean in terms of we don't know that he was prescribed medication but this scenario that you're talking about absolutely repeats itself time and time and time again where if you're in a state facility or a military facility and you get out 
they assume, I mean, they may refer you to somebody on the outside. That doesn't mean you're going to show up. And the medication that they prescribe you, there's no guarantee you're going to take it. Exactly. So I'm wondering if maybe medications did not have something to do with this and a break. Obviously, the guy's crazy. No doubt about that. Um, But we all want to know a reason why. Whenever any tragedy happens, that's the number one question. Why, why, why? I'm just putting that out there as something that we also need to be looking at because the mental health system in this country is not very good. So I yeah. can't say the word I'd really like to because Colin would have to dump me. <laughs> I, oh, I've been holding back all morning, know. Ashley. Yeah, right there with you. Yeah. So I've never been dumped. I don't intend to start today. But have a good day, guys. Thanks. I know this Thanks, is a Ashley. Tough, tough story. So you guys will be in my thoughts just having to deal with all this. You got it. Thanks, Ashley. Let's remember that we had a judge in Maryland executed in his driveway. They haven't caught that guy either yet, nope. by the way. And that was a guy, we don't know that this is the reason why he did it, but we know, in fact, that guy's history. We talked about that yesterday with his kids. And the fact that that guy had lost custody of his kids the day before he allegedly executed this judge at home. There was a report that Robert Card lost his job recently. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, and yeah, but well, yes and no, because I think with both of them, what we're finding out is there's been a trail. There's been a trail all along the way, and and you're right. I mean, the one of the reporters during the Q and A asked about that. Was there a precipitating event? She called it. She used the unfortunate term, triggering event. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the the question is a valid one. Was there something that was the straw that broke the camel's back? But the fact is that the camel had been sitting there under stress for years, and and had gone either unnoticed or passed from one person to the next. Uh, with the the judge you're talking about. We talked about this yesterday. There was a series of restraining orders and divorce decrees and arrests for domestic battery. And it seems like, again, we don't know how much of this is accurate yet in the case of Robert Card, the guy they were looking for in the main shootings. But it seems like there was the same trail with him. We're just waiting on confirmation on some of those details before we get too far into them. But uh, the same kind of reporting was going on. So... Uh, I mean, if if those aren't red flags and if we don't know what to do about them, then that's where we need to start. That's where whatever reform happens needs to begin. All right. We have to get to a break. Um, Texts are coming in. We're getting more details. Give us a call. 913-586-7798. Get to your comments next here on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Just talking through what we know and what some of the thoughts and feelings are after a confirmed uh, 18 people have died so far uh, after the shooting last night at a bowling alley in a bar in Lewiston, Maine. 13 injured. Some of those are critical, so that number of 18 may go up. I was just looking through um, during the break some of the accounts of people that were there. Again, I think we got to talk about some of the, some of those details of what actually happened because I think we get caught up too much in the conversation about what to do next time and how to prevent it. And the guy, I think we got to think about the victims a little bit more too. There were reports of again, there was a kids bowling league that was happening. Uh, one of the the mayor of Auburn, which is the town next to Lewiston, said they thought it was some sort of Halloween joke. The initial pops, they thought it was just because Halloween's coming up. They thought it was something like that. Sure. Until things started to escalate very quickly. There was an unnamed mother who says her 22-year-old son was hit four times is on a ventilator. They talked about um, that some of the kids rushed into the machinery 
of the bowling alley because like you said, they were facing that direction. So that's where they ran in order to be able to hide. Um, there was some, a couple of you were asking about why, you know, whether there were people there that had concealed carry. There was at least one retired police officer who was there with his family. Again, Lewiston's not a big town, 36,000 people. Yeah. Rushed the family into a corner and said he laid on top of his daughter and mom was there too. And they all just kind of got together. Um, again, in, in the, oh, it's mental health or oh, it's guns. Remember, kids are going to be victims here. Well, yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, hate to, I hate to say this, but it's absolutely true. Boy, these people are forgettable. And what I mean by that is uh, every time one of these incidents happens, and, and I think the first time that I remember hearing about this was after the, uh, the shooting in Auburn, Colorado, um, Aurora, Colorado, sorry, the, yeah. the, the Dark Knight Rises premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was the first time that there was real serious consideration given to let's put the focus on the victims and their families. Let's talk about them more than we're talking about the shooter. And how many other names do you remember? To be fair, I can't remember the shooter's name either, yeah. but... Um, I, I, you know, I could pr- probably name you a, a, a dozen mass shooters. And, and the problem, and it's not their fault, and it's not their problem, it's our problem. We forget. Um, I got a text last night from my son, who is 30, he's almost 30, he's 29 years old. And it said, I'm finding it just more and more upsetting every time one of these happens. So many lives and families shattered because one person or small group of people can't handle themselves. And that really hit me. Uh, first of all, that my kid is is that just imbued with humanity, which I'm a little bit proud of. But also the fact that, I mean, his head is in exactly the right space. You know, here we are all these years later. The families that lost their five-year-old kids at Sandy Hook are still broken because of what happened there. And we don't care. We've forgotten about them completely. The, the families at, uh, you know, of the people that were shot in Aurora, Colorado, we've forgotten about them. We, we just have moved on and we don't care. And the people that we're focusing on now, yeah, we're going to hear some tragic stories over the next couple of days. Give it a couple of weeks. We won't remember them either. Let me, this is going to sound not the way I intend it maybe, but I, I ask it objectively. How should we be, how do we keep that in mind? How, how do we conflict what you just said? How do we, at least publicly, you know, so so people know we are remembering, what's the way to keep remembering the victims? Because I think for a lot of people, and, and I hate to say this, everybody has lives, everybody every person has has stuff going on of their own and 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 crises happening in their own lives and so what's the way to not forget legislate that's that's what you do you legislate you you make change and you make change in their names there's a reason why megan's law is called megan's law you know because it's a way to do exactly that you honor the fact that we do care that we do give a damn about the victims and their families and the fact that we have now 18 lives gone and what do you figure i mean four or five times that of lives who have been directly affected and shattered because they have a family member who's gone now honor those people by doing something about this I leave that in the air for a second because I think nobody can agree on what the right thing to do is. And that's the problem, too. All right, we have time for another call. Let's go to Roxanne in Raytown. Hi, Roxanne. 
Hi. Uh, what I would like to say, uh, I love your show. Thank you. What I would like to say, that, that guy, he's not crazy. Because for whatever reason, uh, he goes see a doctor. He tells the doctor, oh, well, I'm here in divorces. Nobody met him. He went on his own and told the doctor he had divorces. And right after that, he going to shoot up all those people. He's not crazy. He's evil. Yep. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. Roxanne, thank you. Uh, you know, I... <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I think sometimes we talk about evil as though it's some kind of quantifiable, you know, force uh, that, mm -hmm. you know, that we can find somewhere and do something about. Um, I, I'm not going to argue with the description, but it, it doesn't get us any closer to a solution. So we are waiting to see uh, if there will be further news conferences today. Um, it's, it's odd to me. Generally, in a situation like this, whoever's running those news conferences would tell you they're going to give regular media updates. That was not the case. So we'll see if anything else. I suspect we'll hear something else today. By the end of the day, I suspect they'll do uh, they'll do more of that today. We'll see if we get any other hospital updates. It wouldn't surprise me if we get updates, just written updates from state police about victims that they start to ID and confirm ages of. So. We'll be all over it today uh, on Twitter. And if there's more to talk about today, we'll certainly come back to that coming up a little bit later in the show. All right, we will uh, take a break. We'll refresh some of our information. Be back in the next hour here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 